welcome to Mind, Body, and Soul Awakening, a show where we celebrate resilience and inspire transformation. Our guests share their stories of how they overcame a traumedy and turned it into a triumph. I am your host, Stars Tita. Get excited and let's have some fun. Hello, hello to you and you and also you. I am Stars Tina and I want to welcome you to the best show that I know when it comes to mindfulness and mental health, the Mind, Body and Soul Awakening Show. Today, we're going to dive even deeper into those traumas. And if you've been following us for the past few weeks, have we been hitting those conversations really hard? Yes, yes. So if this is your first time, I want to welcome you. And when you come to this place, we're going to talk about traumas. A traumedy is when the energies of a trauma and a tragedy collide. When these two energies come together, life-changing experiences occur. They happen to every single person in the world. Many people try to run away from them. They try to forget about them. And it can be, I don't like to say one is bigger or smaller than the other because someone losing a job can be just as devastating as someone losing a son, speaking from experience. And if you've been here each week, the first week we talked about what is a trauma, what is a tragedy, how does, how does it affect us? And then each week we dove into a different topic and I decided this season I wanted to go a little bit personal into things that happened to me in my life because I believe God has gifted me, yes, I said gifted me, with all the traumas that anyone can imagine. So we've talked about domestic violence. We've talked about the loss of a father. We talked about divorce today. Now, it's crazy because yesterday when I was preparing for the show, I thought about divorce in one way, myself getting divorced. But then I was having a conversation with someone and I didn't think about the other side of it, a child coming from a home of parents that were divorced. I was in that too. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we forget certain things? We just kind of put them to the back of our mind. So we're still on the book, The Four Agreements. I could read this book every single month. Actually, you know what? I should probably challenge myself to do this because it's so good. So today, where are my glasses? I want to talk to you about the very first one. Oh, I love this one. I love it. Love it. It gives me goosebumps when I think about it. The first agreement in here is be impeccable with your word. Let's say that again, impeccable. Now, when you think of the word impeccable, what do you think of? Maybe God, something amazing, Beyonce, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Stars Tina. Yes. <laughs> and you, whatever your name is. But impeccable is really having that high quality, that intention to, to detail every little thing. So be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Love every single day. And am I the only person who sometimes talks bad to yourself? Like, I'm too fat, I'm too old, I'm too ugly, I can't do this. No, no, get rid of that negative, ugly talk. Be impeccable with your word. And today, I want to invite you to talk to yourself like you were your younger self, that little two-year-old 
that little girl. And for some reason, our guest today, I always think of the little Honduras girl whenever I talk. And I think because when she introduced herself, you know, she did her intro and she talked about when she was a little child. But I want you to think about yourself and talk to yourself like you are a little child. Be impeccable with your word. So with that being said, when you come into this space, we're going to motivate you. So right now, grab your notebooks and pen. Yes, I know you're either watching this somewhere or listening to this somewhere. And you're like, girl, I'm not taking notes. But yes, you want to take notes because we're going to be dropping the bombs, dropping the fire and changing your life. Because it's not about me and it's not about you, it's about the world and how we can make this place a better place. Now, again, what are your core values? Core values are so important with everything that you do in your life. And the first one for me is loyalty, which goes right back to keeping your word. That was one thing that I definitely drilled into my children. You know, you may not have the money or the fame, but the one thing you have is your word. If you say you're going to do something, do it. If you, you know, I hate when someone says, well, can I borrow some money? I'll give it back to you next week. And they're just saying it just to say it. No, think about what you're going to say. Did you know Strong's are words are very strong? They're like, I think sometimes it can be harder than a, a knife, harder than a bullet. We talked a couple of weeks ago about physical abuse and mental abuse, like how words affect which one is harder than the other. So loyalty is super, super important for me. And then as we go into loyalty, I like to say faith. And I think I'm going to have to push faith up a little higher up on my scale and maybe move it to number one because lately, oh baby, let me tell you, my God is an awesome God. He read. Okay, let me stop. I know I can't sing, but my God is just surrounding me with beautiful angels. You know, usually they say you get angels when you're in heaven. Well, let me tell you, okay? I have so many angels around me because God's like, girl, you need it. So your faith has to be so strong, like that mustard seed they talk about. And have you ever really looked at a mustard seed? Honestly, have you? My girl, Renee, she heard me talk about mustard seeds all the time and she actually gave me one. And it is, I can't even like explain how small it is, but having that faith of a mustard seed. And when I talk about faith as well, I want to talk about your attitude. I want to talk about your energy because that's one of my core values as well. High energy. And some days you may not want to get out of bed. Some days you may say, you know what? I just want to throw in the towel. I just want to give up. Trust me, we all have felt that way. But then I thought about my younger self. I thought about the future. So fake it, F-A-K-E, fake it till you make it. Years ago, <coughs> excuse me, years ago, I used to say that all the time. Fake it till you make it. That was the industry. I was in sales, you know, if you're in a bad attitude. But then recently from my angel, Angeline, she said, faith it, F-A-I-T-H. Faith it till you make it. So if you need that extra strength, Trust me, God will give it to you. So really make sure your core values are there and hard work is, well, hard work is another one, all right? If God's given you an idea, a gift, an idea, whatever, trust me, he's gonna give you the energy to get it done. So have that hard work. Maybe you're up till 12 o'clock at night and you have to be up three o'clock in the morning. Well, guess what? You're not gonna do that every single day. Maybe you're doing it for a little season like me as I'm finishing off my book because last night I was like, I'm not going to bed until I finish this editing. And then I was up at 3.30 this morning working on it again. And now I'm here with you, but I love it, love it, love it. Why? Because it is my passion. So let's find what your passion is. Once you find out what your passion is, 
whoo, life is so much easier. You can find your purpose because God, I know I'm talking about God a lot. I, I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone out there, but he's just amazing for me. He's the one who's gotten me through all my traumas. Find out what your passion is, turn it into a purpose. Once you know what your purpose is, peel that onion down even more, 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 more. And then it gets even bigger. And any dream, any goal you want just comes to fruition. And sometimes, let me tell you, and we're going to get started on our topic really quick. Sometimes that devil, and if you hear me, you know, I always say he's on this side. Sometimes that devil's going to try to get into your head and speak negative thoughts out into the world. Then you have to say, God, help me out. And we were having a meeting last night and I run an online fitness boutique studio. And every Monday night we have an accountability call and it's grown to like business coaching. And one of the ladies on there, I'm going to give her some love, Ashley. She was saying, she was so happy. And I was like, I love when I see people enjoy. And she was enjoying, she was smiling, she was outside and she had her shades on and she lives in Saginaw somewhere, I don't know. And she's like, I'm going to move to California. And can you believe that that stinking little devil had the nerve to go through my throat chakra and say, do you know how expensive it is to live in California? Can you believe I actually said that? I was like, when I got the call, I was like, oh my gosh, Tina. I'm like, forget that, forget that. You can do anything. And then she started sending me pictures of her dream house because we have to dream big. We have to think big times 10, which brings us to today's topic, which is divorce. But like I said, be impeccable with your words. And the woman, oh, 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 see, you see, guys, I'm slipping because I had this beautiful commercial I wanted to share and I actually deleted it because the volume was low, but it's okay. I'll show it next week to you. Her name is Dr. Dale. And as I mentioned, God brings angels into your life. And this is a little angel. She's, she's, she's absolutely amazing. And I'm going to stop talking about her and I'm just going to bring her on. I'm just going to bring her on. Dr. Dale, hey, girl, hey. How you doing? You're muted. We can't quite hear you, but I'm loving the pink shirt and dream. I see you have dream in the background. Maybe I have to unmute her there. Uh, yes, you have to. I got it. <laughs> she got it. She got it. I How got you it. doing? Good morning. Blessed, blessed, blessed and highly favored. Yes. You know, for some reason, don't, don't laugh at me. Don't judge me guys. Okay. Years ago, people would always say that to me. And I'm like, they're just trying to sound churchy. They're just trying to sound holy. And now I'm like, holy! <laughs> <laughs> because I, I every day, uh, what this um, pit bull says, every day above ground, you're blessed. Mm, yeah, we love like, a pit bull. I'm alive. I have health. I'm here with you. I'm loving it. <laughs> Yay! So, Dr. Dale, the reason why I asked you on this show was various reasons. I actually went over your section in my book last night and whew, I did a little write up about you because you, you, people come into your life for a season, a reason or a lifetime. And you don't really know how they're going to come into your life. And I've had so many different people come in and out of my life. And in the past, I used to be really afraid to get new relationships, Dale, because I was like, oh, they're going to leave and I'm going to be sad. But now I just look at the joy in it you know, and having you in my life is just like, woo, so exciting. So I want you to just share with everyone all the greatness, all the wonderfulness of who you are, what you bring to the world. And, and that's about it. Oh my goodness. Tina, we're going to be here all day. Come on. <laughs> 
Oh, hello, hello, community, community, each and every single one of you, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, be blessed. Know that gratefulness and love and peace, you know, to you even more so even now. Uh, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be alive. Born and raised Honduras, <laughs> Roatan, Honduras. If for those, some people don't know where it's at. I got to say where it's at. <laughs> it's in Central America, you guys. It's in Central America. <laughs> and it is, some people, um, if, you probably, if you've heard of Honduras, some people hear of mostly the bad parts of Honduras. But where I'm from is the island where all the tourists go is Roatan. And that's- oh, Roatan, it's not Roatan, it's Roatan. With an R, you gotta roll your R. You gotta roll your R, okay? Um, so some people don't know as well that the majority of the blacks that are in Honduras came from the Caribbean islands. So um, maybe even from some of the, the island that you, you know, where you're from, Tina, you know, Bermuda and um, Bermuda, Bahamas, Jamaica, Trinidad, the list goes on and on and on and on. They were brought over as slaves um, from those islands to Honduras. So, yes, born and raised there. Um, dad, Jamaican, mom and I born and raised there. Families from there. So at home, we spoke broken English, just like how the Jamaicans speak. Patois, you, you guys know my Patois. <laughs> they speak Patois. That's what we spoke at home. And in school, they taught us in Spanish. Hmm. So we grew up speaking both languages at the same time. So you're fluent in Spanish, you're saying? Very, very, very much fluent. Very much, <laughs> very much fluent. I don't know. Hola, mami. Uno, dos, tres, cuatos. Agua, mañana, hula. Why you sound like you singing, Tina? <laughs> Why you sound like you singing? That's what I'm saying. here at age 14, you know, um, just just like, you know, those that what migrated from the different various countries with a dream, wanting to do better, wanting to do more with my family, my sister, my, you know, I have like six siblings. I'm my mom's favorite because I'm the last one. <laughs> I'm the last. I am the last one. And everybody, you know, they know it. You know, it's not no surprise to them. And here now parked in North Central Florida and just had a dream of wanting to do more. And I knew just looking out that window back home, you know, in Honduras that don't make this be my story because I felt inside of me that there was more to come. And even though my mom, we're talking about divorce, my mom was single, um, raised all of her kids. She had help here and there from where? From family, from friends, from loved ones. And if you know anything about some of the people in the Caribbean islands, if one part of the family has one sister or sibling has too much kids, I'm going to give you to your aunt and your aunt is going to take care of you <laughs> for a little bit and help me out with all these kids that I got. That's what family did. That's what my family did. And that's what happened. See, divorce. My mom never got married, Tina. She never got, she never got married. Um, it, now she, you know, she had a few men back in the day and now she pretend like, now I was church all the way. Now she's with Jesus. <laughs> she's never, 
So Dale, quick question, because I know we're talking about divorce, but most people who either come from a home that didn't have parents together or they came from a divorce home, they don't want to get married. They're scared to get married. I had a conversation yesterday with a client. She's like, I don't want to get married. I'm like, why? And she's like, well, I don't know any people that have been married. You are happily married to the husband, as you refer to him. For those women that are watching this and just like, how, how do you do it? Can you share your secrets to success of marriage? Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, so the secret is listen, not just listen with your ear, listen with your heart. If you care about the other person, if you really care, like you got to set aside all your pride, all the ego, Oh, you got to let that all go. You know, the, all the all the seven deadly sins that the Bible says. <laughs> you got to let all of that go. Let self die. Because that's what the, the, the but there's a part did of you this before you were married. Because is this where they talk about the submit in the Bible? Like, did you? Yeah, I did it at when I got married. That's when I learned it. Because it was all about me, 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 me. But you sound, you're so confident and you're so amazing. And you don't seem like a married person because... What you're saying doesn't, I don't know. I'm saying that I'm saying that you have to let your ego and your pride go in order to see that the other person, if the other person, if you, you know, you have to go through your, make sure that they're there for you and care about you. Like if they're giving their all and they're there with you a hundred percent. And you know, my husband, he was, he made me see that there was more to me. Like he made me want more. He pushed me when I didn't want to be pushed. <laughs> he encouraged me when I didn't want to. Like when I was finishing my doctoral degree, I was three months out of finishing. And I said, I was done. I quit like three times throughout that whole process. <laughs> I quit three times. I did. I quit three times. And I said, at three months out from getting my degree. And I said, I'm done. Like, these, this chair sent me one more edit to this dissertation one more time. I, I, and he did. And he said, and it was, I had that paper was what? It was like, I don't know, Tina, 200 pages of paper. And I had to edit everything that they sent back. And I was so over it. And I cried to husband. I cried. I cried. I said, please tell me to quit. Tell me it's okay. I wanted a pass. I begged him. And he said, well, I'm going to tell you what I told you last time, but I'll tell you something extra. And the extra that he told me was if the Dale in the future is going to be okay with the decision that the Dale makes today, go on and do it. I said, <laughs> I guess I'm going back upstairs and do what I got to do. <laughs> I love it. Wow. That was powerful. So when we talk about marriages, we have to bring you on with that. But I just wanted to definitely bring that through because we're starting up here with, you know, marriage and you said your mom wasn't married. So that's kind of like divorce. And I didn't realize till yesterday that I came from a home that, you know, the parents separated and listen to this, Dale. And if you guys didn't know, she is an emotional, intelligent coach. Before we dive deeper into this conversation, Dale, for those people that think EI is wrong and it's AI, not me, of course, can you share with the world what EI means? Emotional intelligence is understanding you, understanding your self-awareness, understanding empathy, understanding that what your emotions are, they're not weaknesses, they're strengths. 
and how you can capitalize on those strengths to create better relationships, to motivate yourself in life, to get all the things that you want. But you are the one that are hold, that is holding yourself back. And the only way that you're going to figure out what that is, is if you know you. You're the secret sauce. And emotional intelligence is the intelligence of you. <laughs> is this a new thing? Like, when did they come up with this emotion? Or did it have a different name before? And they just kind of made it fancy? If we were to Google, like, whatever, how, when did this come out? I'm curious. This was developed back, this was been around since 1960s, 1964, specifically by a gentleman by the name of Beldoff. But they used to call it emotional quotient. Quotient, Q-U-O. Q-U-O-T-I-E-N-T. Um, and it's EQ. Same thing. Old way, but, but the majority of people that knows it, they know it by EQ, the new way, the 21st, 21st century, <laughs> EI, same thing. Okay, I feel smart today. I feel like, <laughs> you know about EQ, right? Emotional yeah. quotation, quack, quack, quack. You know <laughs> Anyway, so... So as a child, Dale, and this is going to sound wild, you know, I'm sure we've all heard about the law of attraction and the secret. And when I was a child, my parents moved to South Carolina. And I remember I was in elementary school and a lot of the girls that I was friends with, their parents were divorced and they had such a great relationship with their mom. Like they were, my mom and I are doing this, my mom and I are doing this. And I'm not saying that my relationship wasn't close with my mom. It just was not as close as theirs. And a part of me was like, wow. I wish my parents were separated so I could be close to my mom. Now, mind you, I'm a daddy's girl. I wanted them together, but I wanted that deep relationship with my mother. And then when my parents separated, I was like, oh my gosh, did I cause this? Not to say that that caused it, but you know, you never know what you put out in the universe. Just be careful, you know? So uh, what are your thoughts about that? I see your face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I never... Um... I didn't have a good relationship with my mom growing up because she was always up here in the States and we were down there initially, you know, when I was younger than 14, because I came up here when I was 14. She was up here in the States working, sending things down, sending money down, making sure that all of me and my siblings, we had money because we were being helped, uh, being taken care of by my grandmother, my aunts and whatnot. And so initially I didn't feel that close to her until when I became, I think, seven, eight, nine, you know, she came back down. And so you remember that young before seven, not like being yeah. mad at her? I was kind of holding stuff against, I was like, she's never here. Like, you know, <laughs> well, what, 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 I, she can send the stuff down. Yeah, that's the best. The least she could do is send the stuff down, send us money so we can get candy and so we can buy stuff for Christmas. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I did hold it against her. And I kind of told her that a couple of years ago after I do more work on myself, I expressed these things to her and uh, she shared a little bit of her story and her why and her psychology from up here and going through and how hard it was for her to be separated from her kids. But she wanted to make sure that we had a future, not only short term, but long term. So many people, when my mom was trying to bring us up here to the States, so many people told her, why are you bringing them up to the States? Leave them down there. They're good. Da -da 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 -da. They don't need to, they don't need, she's like, no. My kids are not going to be, this is what she said, Tina. She said, my kids are not going to be barefoot and pregnant down there. They're going to do that in the States. The government. 
the worst thing for my mom was that we could we got we getting pregnant outside of marriage that was like the worst for her i was like ma do you know that there's aids and hiv and sickness out there there's other things apart from that she's like no you gotta go go to school because my mom never finished school so she wanted was to she like her. ecstatic when she saw you cross that stage for your oh daughter. my god she was because <laughs> i did it for my bachelor's my master's and then my doctorate and she's like are you done now you're done now and then she was like cheers coming down her eyes <laughs> i was like yeah i mom. love it i love you so much dale oh my gosh i love you so if you're watching this you see even if you come from a divorced family you can be amazing it just starts right here in your mindset and i love the fact that you were wise enough to say something to your mother about how you felt as a child and my daughter did that to me a few years ago and she's like i understand mom you had to work because i was a single mom but you know i'm hurt by blah 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 and she just let it go and i thought I had to explain myself. So I started to explain myself. And she's like, no, ma, my daughter's amazing. I tell you, she's like, no, ma, just listen, just say, okay. <laughs> so if you're watching this, give some people some advice on this before we go to the next topic about talking about the things. So be open, be open to other people's story and emotional intelligence teaches you that empathy, seeing other people's perspective. Your view is not the only one that exists out there. And you may want to do all the blaming and pointing of the fingers, but whatever environment that may have, may have happened in the past, what they did and what your parents did and what they didn't do and what they could have done better, that's fine. That's true. And you're right. But you're here today. And if they're still alive and you're still here and you have an opportunity and you have breath in your lungs, let it go. Just go talk to them, let them know, yes, how you feel. And you can do that respectfully. You don't have to be yelling and cursing. Like that is, that's, that's another kind of energy. You just want them to acknowledge and acknowledge yourself that you know what happened, you accept what happened and you have letting it go. Right. And that's a part of doing the mirror work. If you haven't done the mirror work, it's, um, there's even a book out there by Louise Hayes to let go all of the things that people have done to you in the past, it hurts. You write, you write down all of the stuff, all of the stuff you wanted to say if your parents are not here anymore or your loved ones are not here anymore. Write all of those things down that you wanted to say and that you couldn't say. And you write it down and you go to the water, go to the lake or an ocean and you burn that and you speak life into your new beginning speak life into it it works that's what i did and i do that every year <laughs> Ooh, damn, i'm adding that to my vision board party so if this is giving you fire guys you see that dale reports right there right go to her website dale reports d-a-l-e reports.com and as you're talking about the releasing it to the water we're planning a retreat in honduras next year this is definitely going to be one of the things and yes <laughs> Are you psyched, yes. girl? I am so excited. I, I had a client do it, another client do it, and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing another one. Yes, yes. So, yes, we're talking about divorce, but it can be a good thing because everything happens for a reason, right? So, we started talking about wonderful marriage, how wonderful you can have it, even if you came from a broken home. And then myself getting divorced, and and let's die. Oh no, I'm sorry. We talked about 
children coming from a home, you know, from divorced parents. And now I know you haven't been divorced, Dale, and that's not going to happen for you because the husband is amazing. Uh, but for myself, sometimes you kind of know things already. And if you've been watching my journey, seven and a half years ago, my son was married. And before that, life was amazing. Everything was great, except I didn't have a man in my life. I, you know, I was dating people and when my children were growing up, I never had men in front of them. I'm not that mom's, this is your uncle. No, 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 no. You don't get to meet my kids. So I was to the point where I was ready to give up, Dale. I was just like, I'm never going to get married. I'm 40 something. And my aunt Donna, who lives in Bermuda, she got married later in life. And she says, you can, Tina, you can. So I went on every single dating site. I even went on J-Date. That's for Jewish people. One of my clients was like, one of my clients was like Tina, the Jewish men are going to love you. It was around um, Christmas slash, what's it, what do they do for the Christmas? Help me out. Um, Hanukkah? Hanukkah, yes. <laughs> you be someone's Hanukkah gift. So I joined J-Date. They're just as bad. Anyway, <laughs> all the sites, black people meet, meet up, this and that. And I was like, it's over. That's it. I'm not doing it anymore. And then I was listening to Tony Robbins, one of the you know amazing public speakers. And he was saying, in life, if you want something, you have to keep going. And he was talking about a child. If you have a child and the child's starting to walk and they fall down, you don't say, it's okay, baby. You don't have to walk. Stay on the floor. No, you keep going until they know how to walk. When I heard that, it was like, okay, Tina, you got to get back out, back out there. Long story short, you have to be specific. You have to be clear, ladies. Whatever it is that you want, like Dale said, write it down. If you want it, keep it with you. If you don't want it, let it go. So when I went on this dating site, I forget which one it was, and I was so, when I say I was an itch in this site, guys, I want this, I want this, da -da, da -da, da -da. Any man who was coming to me, they knew they had to be correct because this, this girl's not playing around. So I met this guy and it was wonderful. Like, oh my God, thank you. And um, two weeks later from dating him, my son got murdered. And I said to him, I'm like, you don't have to stay with me because my son was murdered. I mean, it's just like, and it was great. The relationship was great. And, but like I said, I had that situation happen. And going back to leveling off traumas and tragedies, Am I, am I supposed to get like an NDA from someone's words? Maybe, maybe I should just stop talking. <laughs> keep going. I can keep going. So during the year of my son's loss, he had lost his job. And has anyone ever out there ever said, oh, I hate my job. This makes me sick. Anyone ever do that? Okay. So he had said that. And then he lost his job. And he went into this super, super deep depression. I had just lost my son. So how do you think I felt, Dale? <laughs> I was just like, it's just a job. Like, are you? And I was freaking at that point. I didn't have the emotional intelligence to understand the loss of a job can be just as severe as a loss of a son. And I understand because he was at that job for years and he was at a certain place. Long story short, a year later, I got married. You, when you're upset, when you're depressed, I can tell you now, you don't want to make major decisions in your life. And in my mind, again, I have to figure out who is Tina because Tina's a new person now. And I thought everything was good in the marriage, but it wasn't. <laughs> Fast forward, I part of me felt as if I owed him because he took care of me. So we moved to Texas uh, during COVID. COVID will either make a relationship 
or break. It will break a relationship. <laughs> During COVID, it broke that relationship because Tina, I'm not going to say I was healed, but I was somewhat, I had my, I had my groove back. I was like, Hey, even though it was like X amount of years since my son was gone and he fell in love with that broken woman who had lost her son, I had healed. So the point of this whole conversation is even though it's over, I still have this little achy, like, because in my family, Dale, from birth, my father, my grandmother, you're married for life. You're married for life. There's no such thing as divorce. My grandmother didn't even go to her own daughter's wedding because she married a divorced man. So in my head, I'm like, I can't get divorced. I can't get divorced. I can't get divorced. No. So that kind of got my psyche like, I'm a failure. I'm not good. So I see your face. Talk to me, Dr. Dale. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on this topic? Because this is the first time I've ever talked about it ever. Well, first time for everything. <laughs> I had a friend of mine that all are exactly the same thing where nobody got divorced, whether the husband cheated, the wife cheated, they stayed in it, the kids, because the kids, right? We have the kids. They got to stay together for the kids. And I said to her, and she has two daughters. She had two daughters at the time. I said to her, I said, your daughters know. And, you know, her and I used to go and dance. Uh, have fun. <laughs> you know, we used to dance salsa and the merengue. So I told her, your kids can see when you're sad. You know that, right? She's like, no. Yes, they can. They can tell. They're not just kids kids are pretty smart <laughs> extremely smart and one day like months later after i said that to her one of her daughters um seven years old or something she's she saw her in the bathroom and she said mommy i don't think you saw me but i saw that you were crying da 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 da, da on this day what were you crying for and I, she, she, she didn't know that her daughter was even paying attention to her, but there they can see and they know. And that set off a whole like slew of ideas and events and, and how she thought and e even her own parents, my friend's parents, nobody, the brothers, they cheated. They did not get a divorce. And she, she wanted, to, she decided she was going to be different. So she got a divorce. Wow. And when she did, her friends, her family was like bashing her, talking dumb, making, making her feel like crap. In the end, Tina, she was able to find her high school sweetheart, rekindle She moved and life couldn't be any better. It couldn't be any better. And she's, you know, it, it was, it was meant to be, but she had to make that hard decision to walk away from something that she was comfortable with. Right. She had known she, she, she had to go against the grain, not the path of least resistance. <laughs> right. She went against the grain. She went against what her family thought and what they told her to do. And she stood among the, she, she stood differently among others. Yes. And do the same. 
Yes, I love it. So if you're watching this and you're stuck in a in a divorce, you know, we can come up here and come up with all these statistics and stuff, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, right? I'm not saying screw the statistics. So Dale, I have this amazing queen, uh, Coach Veronica. She's our, this is our empowerment section right now. And Coach Veronica, I want you to <laughs> share with Dale, share your story really quick, and then I'll be I don't think we can hear you, Veronica. I'm sorry. Hi, everyone. Hello. <laughs> so my parents uh, actually stayed married until my father passed away last year. However, my mother did leave him when I was about seven or eight years old. So I did struggle with that, um, not having my dad around every day um, yeah. because she left him. That was definitely difficult. Yeah. And I am divorced, um, but I do love you to pieces because you always, number one, for those of you watching, that tip she gave about writing it on a note and burning it by the water, I've tried that and it absolutely works. She is the she Dr. Dale is absolutely the queen of emotional intelligence. Let me tell you guys that mm -hmm. she is the queen of it. Her advice absolutely does work for me. Um, I am working very you are absolutely like my inspiration, especially when it comes to emotional intelligence. So let me give you that. Like I will admit I still struggle with having empathy, and I feel like I still could use a lot of work, but I've been working on myself every day, and I just want to let you know you inspire me every day. For those of you watching, you absolutely want to sign up for her coaching. I've only had like one session and I've already made improvement. So, um, uh, stop <laughs> it, Veronica. Thank you. Emotional intelligence. And I'm, I was just telling stars, Tina, um, I am single, but I do not plan on staying single for the rest of my life. Um, I am divorced, but he is an amazing father to my son. I want to ask God for a better father for my child i am very strict about wanting a man of god um and a king that can protect me I, I i thank god for all of you men that are watching and women whatever your relationship status that's your business um but if you are protecting your partner spiritually you have a thumbs up for me that's what i pray for somebody that could protect me spiritually i believe in healthy loving relationships i don't condone or want to be single for the rest of my life so <laughs> those of you women that are part of the group of saying there's no good men that is not true I may be single, but my father taught me for a woman to say that she doesn't need a man is like saying she doesn't need a dad. So I will never say that. Dr. Dale is an example. You know, Sarcina, she's my inspiration of both of you ladies. I pray one day I can have a, a good, loving man like the both of you ladies have. But until that day, I am working on myself. And for those of you ladies that um, want a good man, I advise you to do the same. Work on yourself so that the universe could attract a healthy, loving relationship partner to you. A hundred percent. I want to add something really quick to that, Veronica. Sometimes as women, we're like, we want a man, we want a man. But as you said, as Dale said, look in the mirror. Whatever you see in the mirror, that's what that man is going to see. And who are you going to be three years from now? Who are you going to be three months from now? Put some work into yourself so you can attract that man that's going to be attracted to that future woman. And I think about it like, Five, 10 years ago, I was overweight. I was like, my mind, it was different. Like I wouldn't want someone who's overweight for me. And this is not being stuck up or anything, but if you don't care about what you're putting in your body, you don't care about your mind. It's just like, eh. you guys agree, disagree. Talk to me. hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. So I love, I love all people, any shape, any size. I think everybody is sexy and gorgeous, no matter what size you are. Just for me personally. I used to have a food addiction and a sugar addiction. 
and it's taken me a lot I'm of years. Your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I will, op I've openly admit to people, I did have gastric bypass. The gastric bypass doesn't make you lose weight. Gastric bypass controls the amount of portion you eat. So mm -hmm. I had to still do the work. I still had to work out. I still had to have a certain diet. And for me, I had a relationship where he always wanted me to stay overweight. It seemed like, and I've been in two relationships like that, where they always want, and I used to, oh, it's so romantic. He doesn't want me to lose weight. No, he didn't want me to lose weight because he didn't want me to see what my true value was so that nobody else could be attracted to me. And that wasn't a sexy thing because as I start losing weight, he started being abusive. And in my other relationship, when I want to work out, he always come lay down, come eat, come eat, come eat, lay down, don't go to the gym. And then I start following that, just wanting love. Next thing I know, when I gain 30 pounds, oh, you're not sexy anymore. And now I'm feeling less of myself. Never again. If I want to go to the gym in the morning, you can go with me to the gym or you can stay behind. But I don't compromise what's best for me, for anybody. And I tell every woman, man, if you want to lose weight, do it for you. Because that's what you want for you. You're still sexy, no matter what size you are. I was attracting more hot men at almost 300 pounds than I am now at 155. So trust me, size, you can get a, a good man or woman no matter what size you are. It's all about confidence. So, but I, for me, I wanted to be healthy. I want to be able to run with my child and my grandkids. So do I say do what's best for you and attract a partner that supports that. If you want to lose weight or be healthy, you deserve to have a partner that supports that. Not say, you don't need to do it. Don't do it. No, if the woman or man wants to lose weight, support it or stay back, eat the cupcakes, do what you want. <laughs> Dr. Dale, I can see your face. What are you thinking? She's it's like she gets this look. Do you guys see it? It's like, okay, let me harp it. Go ahead, Dr. <laughs> I would say that I'm gonna go on the statistic side of things that your health, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, and I'm, I, I give it to you straight. I don't care what they want you to eat or who's forcing you. Like, like both of the beautiful ladies said, take care of you. You have to take care of your health. Like the majority of, you know, African-Americans, you know, are what sends us to the grave is the diabetes and the high blood pressure. And like, take care of yourself. Look at your health. If you haven't, guys, haven't gone to the doctor in a minute, check it. Like I had something here that was like, I'm like, hey, what's this? I was like touching. I was like, what's this? I was like, no, I got to go to the doctor. I got to figure it out. <laughs> go check yourself out. You have to make sure that you are good because you don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know, right? So make sure that you are complete. I've never been in any that kind of stuff and people trying to convince me and pull me to one way or the other. Um, I always said to myself before I joined Tina's uh, fitness group was that I'm fine. I look good. I'm all right, <laughs> but that was on the outside. If you're like me and you look fine on the outside <laughs> and on the inside, you don't know what's going on, go to the doctor, okay? Go to the doctor. <laughs> my family suffers from high blood pressure and my, you know, diabetes and, and um, you know, all of those kinds of things. And that's what this color that's right there. So you got to make sure that you check your stuff to make sure that you're right. And to be honest with you, the doctor is like, so uh, you are going to lose 10 pounds. I was like, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. If you're just tuning in, we are talking about divorce and we have the amazing Dr. Dale here. Our empowerment coach, Veronica, is here as well. And we're going to pull up Renee, who always comes up at the end with her roundabout conclusion and thoughts and ideas. So Renee, each week you're here. What are your thoughts about divorce today? Talk to me, mama. So a few things popped out while listening to the conversation. Veronica, you kind of hit on it. Just because you can't live together and you divorce does not mean you can't be friends and live in a civilized manner. Mm-hmm. And if you don't live in a civilized manner for yourself, do it for your kids. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing like someone once told me, this again was around the conversation of kids, I'd rather be from a broken home than be in a broken home. Ooh. So you walked away, yes. Yes, and, yes. And then you when you were talking about listening with the heart, that is something that can apply to any anyone, not just in a it's just relationships. Any relationships. Yeah. Because people want to know that they matter that, that they matter to you as much as you matter to them. So those are my three top tips. Woo! I love it. I love it. Uh, So if you're watching this, if you're listening to this and you need like a deeper dive, because each you notice how this conversation is so many ways in my head. I'm like, get back to divorce, get back to (laughs) the little men inside of my head is just like they're always working. They're always going because there's so much that has to be shared. Dr. Dale, what are your thoughts? I want you to I know we talked about divorce, but with EI and traumedy in general, each week we tough we handle those we talk about those tough conversations. Last week we talked about suicide, and you know we had Shirlene on, and she said something. It just like changed my life. She was saying how some people, when they're you know wanting to commit suicide, it's just they want to dull that pain. You know, when it comes to cutting, they just want to get rid of one pain, and they don't want to feel it anymore. Uh, when we talked about domestic violence, what are your thoughts for someone who's watching this? Some emotional intelligence emotional intelligence they can use to push through the pain or get out of those negative situations? I would say I came up with an acronym in my emotional, um, in my emotional intelligence group. And, you know, have you guys, I'm sure you guys out there have heard of the power of pause, right? If you haven't, that means you're in you're in a back and forth conversation and arguments ensues. And before you say that next harsh or lashes out that next harsh word, just pause, just stop, just breathe, just think. Right. And that's why I tell that to my employees. I tell that to my group and I tell that to myself every single day. Right. Um, Just stop breathe, pause, and check your pulse. Mm. Check your pulse. Your pulse, the acronym is ponder. Ponder the situation. Gather all of the information, what's going on, how you feel about it, right? Where you're at. And then you understand so now you check it with yourself, you pondered it, you see where you feel about whatever the situation is, understand the situation. So meaning, who do you need to talk to? 
who where is it where are the facts where you where are the facts lying right and this is where it says it, it's fact not feeling <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> that's where that comes in right and then um pulse l language check your language you know your mom always say before you say anything rude or not nice think twice don't say it at all <laughs> right so check your language and your language is never going to compromise your values your values if your values are out here in these streets yelling and cursing and you know tech to you know telling people they're bit i'm um, telling people off is that who you are because that's what you're showing everybody else that you are right and then s show them show them who you are by being you know professional by being kind by being sweet show them act out how your what your integrity is your values are tina was talking about what are your where, where is it that your scale is is faith important to you then you're going to act out in your faith and then pulse s s is show and then e engage completely engage in the conversation be present don't be with your phone like yeah i'm gonna talk to you later about that because i'm not sure how i feel about no no put your phone down turn the tv off and look the person in the eye have a face-to-face -face, a heart-to-heart -heart conversation and explain your point of view and really be open to their point of view Ooh. wow that was that was This is the queen of emotion. I'm saying the queen of emotional intelligence. Like mm -hmm. this is what I'm talking about. This is that the is good. I just oh my gosh, Tina. This was a really good conversation. I should come back. I should come back. Good. Well, you know you're one of the focus here. Once a month. He's actually here once a month. You know, I'm like I want to. I feel so good when we talk. It's just like that yin and yang. Yes. And imagine, imagine if we prepared. <laughs> Roll out of bed and say, "Put the cameras on and boom." <laughs> but I like what Veronica says. It's you know, it's organic. It's from the heart. It's it's yeah. it's you. It's it's people. People are seeing human beings interacting and seeing that there's another that they don't have to you know because it's scripted. Like, okay, wait, I gotta say that word and then no, this, no, 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 throw it out away and come let from the, the heart. let the spirit move us. <laughs> yeah, just, just come from come from the spirit. Yeah. The spirit yeah. And Tina, you said something earlier, um, and I wanted to say the verse, Proverbs 18, you said about uh, speaking, what are you speaking to yourself? You said that earlier, like when you started, um, and the Bible says death and life is in the power of the tongue. Oh. There. That is right there. What, what's the verse for that? <laughs> <laughs> it's Proverbs 18. Proverbs and 18. yeah, Proverbs chapter 18. You should read the whole verse. Uh, cool now. 18 and 21. <laughs> so Proverbs, book of 18, verse 21. Oh, you're so cute. Aww. So cute. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Okay, cool. Renee, I want that one in chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, read the rest of it because it has um, death and life is in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruits thereof. 
I love it. I love it. So Dr. Dale, I like to end each episode with a toolbox of skills that we can give someone. I'll go first, then I'll go to Renee, then Veronica, and then you were going to do this twice. So make sure you get them together. We have women watching this right now that are either going through a divorce, in a divorce, scared to get married, whatever. And I just want us to give them a tool, a skill, a strategy, an uplifting something to do to help them get through this. So I'll go first when it comes to divorce or wanting to be in a relationship. I have to watch the movie Frozen. I haven't seen it yet. Renee, have you seen, I mean, Dale, have you seen the movie Frozen? I bet you she has. Yes, Tina. I've never seen it. I have to I've see seen it. it five or six times. Tina. <laughs> you probably saw Barbie. Did you see Barbie? I did. <laughs> I need to go see that. Okay, Veronica, I'm there with you. I haven't seen it either. All right. Well, my first tip that I'm going to give if you're watching this is just let go. Let go of all the pain. Think of it as just fungus maggots, just crap inside of you, just growing. It's disgusting. It's ugly. Let it go. Pause. Sit with yourself. The answers are out there. Go to YouTube University, listen to Deepak's and meditation. I don't know. That's my first tip. Let it go. What are you letting go? All the pain, all the hurt. And remember, it's not just your hurt. It's what's been drilled into your head over years. Maybe it's your parents, your parents, parents, your parents, 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 parents. Maybe it was the slave owners. I don't know. But let it go. <laughs> let it go. All right, Renee, what's your tip? My, my tip is that if you're struggling with whether to let it go or not let it go, focus on your own self-care. And remember this saying, if you love something, set it free. If it was meant to be yours, it'll come back to you. If it doesn't, it never was meant to be. So let it, that's let it go. Number two, let it go. If it's yours, it'll come back. <laughs> Coach B. Thank you, Renee. I will tell every man or woman to do what I am doing, what I've had to learn to do, which is to let God heal me. Everything that's hurt me, including grieving my father, I have to heal from that because he, he was the original love of my life. And that is the hardest heartbreak I've ever had. So I'm going through my healing phase, finishing my healing phase before I, I date. Um, and then I say, just when you heal yourself, it attracts healthy people. And you don't want to be in a relationship where both people have un are unhealed because you won't. I think a lot of us as women, we want to understand our partner, but a lot of our partners have been through the same thing we have been through, including sexual abuse and all types of things. They're just ashamed to talk about it. And they need, I, I think that men deserve to come to us as women and know that we are truly their safe place to fall when they're having to carry the whole entire world on their shoulders. They deserve to come home and have a safe place to fall on our chest, on our shoulder, just like we want to lay our head on their chest. They want to do the same thing, but they don't know how to express it as much as we as women know how to express it. They express it in their own way. Maybe they cut the grass. Maybe they cook. Maybe they fix the fix whatever. That's their way of asking for permission to come to us and let us be their safe place to fall. And as queens, we're all queens. That's what I love about Sartina. She teaches us. We're all queens. As their queen. We deserve to give them that safe place to fall at the end of their day of battling the entire world. Because all they want to do is protect us. They want that, but they don't know how to express it. Veronica, stop it. You're making me feel so bad. <laughs> I am so mean to my poor little Peter Pete. I'm like, ah, and everything you're saying. I'm like, 
Wow. He has soft place to fall, stars, Tina. He loves you. Give him that soft place to fall, Madam. <laughs> All right, Dr. Dale, we're going to end with you because we're running out of time. What's a tip you want to leave us with uh, for the peeps out there? Uh, I want to leave you guys with my favorite quote as it relates to emotional intelligence and how your thoughts uh, influence your decision. And I was trying to get it up here. Oh, here it is. Keep your thoughts positive because your thoughts become your words. Keep your words positive because they become your behavior. Keep your behavior positive because your behavior becomes your habits. Keep your habits positive because they become your values. Mm. Keep your values positive because they become your destiny. Oh, oh yeah. There you we go. are out. I don't have to say anything else. You are amazing. Yes, yes. Thank you, Dr. Dale. I want you to dig deep for that special gift. We dig deep today. That God gave you and only you, you to change the world. You made the decision to join our tribe.